We're not creative enough, and we're not positive enough. It's coming home, it's coming home, it's coming, football's coming home. We'll go on getting back, so I'm getting back, so I'm getting back, so I'm getting back. Cool. Welcome back on to Talk Derby. To me, it's, um, I don't know if you've heard, but it's coming home. <laughs> Thank you, Blake, for having me again. No, I, th- I think I think it's coming to Denmark. I've heard. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Are you confident? How much, uh, how much have you seen of England so far? And, and how much have you seen of the Euros? Have you watched much of it? Yes, I've, I've watched most of it. And I definitely watched uh, England play. And I think they had their best game uh, against Ukraine, actually. It seemed like um, they actually approached that game in a very professional way. They just beat in Germany. Uh, and sometimes you just go like after such a great win and say, oh, Ukraine, it's no problem. Uh, and it's, it's, it's often that, that you actually lose those kind of games because you're, you're not preparing well. You, you're not uh, turning up with the right approach to things. But England did that and comfortably comfortably uh, beat Ukraine. And, and I think they played a really good game. But I have to say, uh, I still think it's a 50-50 because of uh, Denmark. I think the problem for Denmark will be when they go outside of their starting 11, maybe 12, um, they look a bit weaker than, than England when uh, Gareth Southgate has to look at his bench and change the game or force a game or whatever he's got to do. He's got so many options, whereas um, a lot of the players on the Danish bench, they're, they're young, they've got potential, but they're not ready yet. Uh, uh, so it might be a bit different, uh, difficult for the Danish manager to, to change things the way he wants to do it. Uh, when you are up against such um, a formidable uh, opponent, I've I've been impressed by Denmark. I think of England's toughest game. I'm, it's one of the only ones I've not been confident for. What what is it about Denmark at this at this competition that they've done so well? Why have they done so well, and uh, why are they playing so well? Um, I think for Denmark, what it is is if you look at their starting eleven, they're all playing every uh, weekend. They're playing like weekend and week out. They're playing at uh, really, really good clubs. Um, clubs playing in the top half uh, of their league. They're more or less all playing in one of the, the four biggest uh, leagues in, in Europe. Um, some of them, they've got experience. Um, they've been to two or three um, finals before. Um, some of them actually play for... We have like one... Andreas Christensen, he won the Champions League. Mm. Uh, and what it is as well is like in Denmark, when you grow up in Denmark, uh, there's a lot of uh, emphasis put on tactical work and like doing that right, um, being a team. And, and in Denmark, we don't have these clicks and and this table there or that table there, they won't talk to, uh, to each other. Um, and I think one of the things in the, in the last game they played uh, showed you what Denmark is actually about where uh, right at the end I think it was a, a minute, two minutes before um, the referee referee uh, blew the whistle uh, Yusuf Poulsen who plays for Leipzig in the Bundesliga 
he ran back. Denmark had a corner or something, and he ran all the way back to the Danish box to block across. Uh, and this just shows you, like, even somebody um, with his experience and stuff like that is willing to 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 make that run. Where sometimes you have uh, players coming for bigger clubs saying, oh, "I don't want to do that." Uh, somebody else can do it, and and th- they're willing to like run that extra yard for each other, and that's why they're so difficult to to beat. Do you think what happened with Christian Eriksen has had an effect on the the squad to to go out and have a little bit of extra motivation, or is that not something you think about when you you're out there playing? Uh, I think uh, it helped them in the two um, games in the group stage stages. Whereas I think now, yes, they've moved together, but they've just got like that energy going. It's like, um, I don't think they're just doing it for him. I think they've just found that extra energy. They found that extra togetherness. Whereas they actually feel like we got something here. We can actually achieve something for the first time in, in many, many years. And um, I think that helps them as well. And, and uh, yeah. It's going to be really, really interesting on, on Wednesday. Are you confident? Uh, yes, I am, actually. Uh, I was uh, I was actually worried about um, playing against the Czech Republic uh, because they have, like, three, four, like, top, top players, I think, really, really good players. Uh, and then the, the core of the team is actually based on one of the home uh, teams of the Czech Republic so if those four were delivering the others would sort of keep it together and they're, they're very physical normally but um, I think Denmark handled it really well um, whereas I think uh, the English game a lot of the, the Danish players are used to playing in England in the Premier League so for them it's not like um, it's not that big a difference uh, to, to play in England because they're used to it everybody uh, you know, Wembley is a special place to to play, even if there's like fifty five thousand Englishmen uh, cheering on England and only five thousand from Denmark. They'll still love it. They'll love the atmosphere. The stadium is something special. So yeah, I think it's it's actually going to work out quite well for Denmark. Have England impressed you going through a tournament and not conceding a goal so far? I think they've been uh, really good. Um, I think they've... Um, I'll say in the group stages, I was a bit disappointed with their attitude. I think it was too defensively. Uh, I think they could have had a more offensively-minded uh, player in midfield, but uh, it's always easy to say that when you're not the manager. Um, he obviously wants to win the tournament. Uh, he knows he's got the squad to do it. And sometimes you have to be a bit clever and that's why he's the manager. Uh, but um, against Germany, great performance. Uh, you know, first half, tactically well done. And then they just put pressure on Germany in the second half and Germany just couldn't handle it. And even when they had to score, they couldn't. They had like one chance, uh, Thomas Müller. Um, I know he should have scored, but I still think that England were much better in the second half. So great performance. And then again, like uh, I said earlier, against um, Ukraine, very professional, um, really good game. So I think it's going to be, I actually think the semi-final 
between England and Denmark are going to be much more exciting than the one Italy-Spain. What's the feeling in Denmark? Because in England now we're, we're favourites and it's our best chance to win anything in the last 55 years. So England are under pressure. Is, is there a, an expectation in Denmark? Yeah, I think I think uh, I think we're actually pleased that we are playing against England, and and don't get me wrong, it's not because we think it's a it's a lesser team than the other teams, uh, the opposite actually. But they're playing the way of playing, and you know it's not as warm as in London as it is if you had to play somewhere in the south of Europe. Um, I think that. Tactically, England will actually suit Denmark. There's a couple of areas where I think Denmark has to be really, really careful. But when I look at it, I think we might have the right players if they're fresh, if they still got the legs to stop some of the, uh, like, you know, Raheem Sterling or Sancho or, or those kind of players, uh, Phil Foden. But um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. For me, it's a 50-50 game. It can go either way. Um, but um, yeah, maybe England is a slight favourite. Who do we watch out for from a Denmark perspective? I have to say, I'm not just saying this because I'm Danish, but it's difficult for me to say because it's it's been quite strange. When Denmark has played, you go like, oh, this player, he's going to deliver today. Then he might not uh, have a good game. He's not playing as well as he did in the previous game. And then somebody else is going to pop up. Um, and we have this um, young player who, who plays for Sampdoria in Italy, Damsgaard, who's done really well. And everybody thought, oh, OK, against the, the Czech Republic, he's going to do it. No, then another guy popped up. And, you know, the most consistent player that we've had so far... Uh, or players, it's like, I think the back three uh, and Peter Smigel, they've been outstanding. They've been really good. And then our left back, uh, who plays by Atalanta, Joachim Mele, um, he's definitely one to, to look out for because he's had, uh, yeah, excuse me, one hell of a, a tournament. And I think he could be one of those that will move from Atalanta this summer to an even bigger club. Before we move on to what else you're up to and, and coming back to Derby soon, can I get a score prediction from you? Uh, if you do one, I'll do one. Okay, 2 0 Denmark. Okay. 8 uh, 1 England. Now I'm joking. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 2 1 England. No, you were going to say the same as me. You just told me before you, you started recording, didn't you? <laughs> Don't stitch me up. <laughs> no, no, I think, I think uh, Denmark. Um, it's going to be tight, but I think uh, 2-0, 1-0, and then England is going to like um, put pressure on Denmark. And you know, like in these kind of games, when you have to open up a bit, uh, sometimes it, it leaves uh, space for for con- uh, counter-attacks. And um, I think Denmark 2-0. You're back in England again soon, back in Derby. Uh, you're, yes. getting, you're getting a bit familiar now. You're, you're old more than I am. <laughs> Yes. No, I, I mean, I was over um, at the end of May to do a football camp with uh, Adam Boulder uh, and it was a great success and we really loved it. Uh, we had some great kids there. It was like 
four days of great football and fun and we really enjoyed it um so we decided to do uh, another uh, two two day camps um in august start of august from the 10th of august till the 14th of um, august but this time we're going to bring over or i'm going to bring over some special equipment for the for the kids to try and and do and, and stuff like that and um Hopefully, uh, a lot of them uh, will be following me on, on Facebook uh, because I'll be putting out a video there soon to show them what it is. But this is great fun for them. So we hope uh, even more kids will, will turn up and, and have some great days with us. Is there still space if, if people are listening and want to get involved in it? Yes, because we've uh, only, um, I think it's less than a week ago that we... Uh, actually announced that we're going to do it. Uh, Adam put something up on, on Facebook and, and we're working closely with the uh, Field Lane uh, to promote uh, this event. And, and we are having uh, the, uh, the event at uh, Field Lane uh, all four days. So, um, yeah, it's just to, to keep watching what happens on, on Facebook or they can contact us uh, on Messenger or I think it's uh, proskillsfootball.co.uk or something. Um, but uh, yeah, there's still um, places available. Connect Red are a Midlands-based telecommunications company with branches in Cannock, Derby and Burton-on-Trent in partnership with Vodafone UK. Get in touch with us for any of your tech and communication needs, consumer or business, and we can tailor individual packages and cater for multi-bundle deals too. Visit us at connectred.co.uk. That's C-O-N-N-E-K-T-R-E-D and drop us a message. How was your last trip over? Did you enjoy it? Oh, it's fantastic. It's uh, No, it's, 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 it's nice. Uh, last time it, it was fantastic because, you know, you and I did... Um, a few uh, Q and A's and stuff like that, and and to meet some of uh, the old fans who was uh, at the baseball ground and Pride Park when I played there it was a real pleasure to meet them and yeah, uh, tell them about my time at Derby and answering their questions and stuff like that. It was really good to connecting with them and um, obviously this time, not only doing the football camp but we also. Uh, also doing a thing with uh, Robbie van der Laan uh, on the Monday evening um, at the venue where we'll be talking about uh, his last uh, few years at the baseball ground and, and us playing together and stuff like that. So that's also going to be really nice to, to hook up with uh, uh, Robin uh, again. I've never interviewed Robin. Has he, has he got some good stories? Will it be an entertaining night? I mean, I don't, I'm not suggesting it might be boring. I'm just trying to sell some tickets. <laughs> no, yes, of, of course he is. And, and, and what it is, it's like he'll actually be able to tell everybody who turns up about the, the promotion season where Derby got promoted from, from yeah, uh, the championship to the Premier League. Uh, I didn't play in that season. I came when they got promoted. And he'll be able to tell how they did it and the experience and, and yeah, how it was. So, so I think it's going to be really interesting. And, and other than that, talking to, uh, to ex-players like, like Robin van der Lohm when he comes to Derby, there's going to be uh, another little project on this thing where you're going to be talking to quite a few 
coaches and ex-players, isn't he? Yes, that's right, Blake. Um, now, when I was over last, um, I had such a, a good feedback from what you and I did and what else happened. So I'm actually going to be doing a lot of work in England. And, and one of the projects and one that you and I are going to do together is like, I'm going to have my own um, podcast uh, where I speak to managers who are actually active at the moment, who's been active, um, some who's been abroad, some who's been coaching kids and stuff like that, and, and get some really, really exciting names in. Uh, we got uh, quite a few lined up who's already uh, said yes to, to come on the show, where we're going to be doing it a, in a bit of a different way. We're not just going to, I'm not going to ask them, oh, can you tell me a story about this and when you played there? No, I want to hear about their, their career as a manager, as a coach. I want to talk to them about um, the development in, within football, how it is compared to like, um, in the old days, um, I'm going to have a, an old uh, teammate on who's achieved great things with uh, some of the, the young England players and talk to him about, uh, I said to him, like, can we chat about what it was like when you were playing as a player? How did you prepare for a game then compared to when you go with these young players to being back as being a manager and stuff like that? And I think it's going to be really interesting to hear this uh, transition that's been made. And I think it's also something that you have to look at uh, when you look at the four teams who are in the semifinals at the Euros. What have they done? I mean, if you look at the managers nowadays, they're modern leaders. And it's stuff like that we're going to like, um, yeah, dig into and, and talk to, to these uh, guests about uh, and what they do and uh, how they've transformed from being more like... Uh, I'm not saying, I don't mean like a dictator, but you're more like, we do this, we do that to, to get the players involved and, and be able to, to motivate them in different ways. Because nowadays, if you're a manager, you might have players who, when they've signed their first pro contract, they're multimillionaires. How do you motivate them and stuff like that? So, yeah, you can hear, I keep talking. I'm so excited about this little project. Who would you dream guest be? Oh, I would like to have uh, Gareth Southgate. Um, I would love to have him on. I met him quite a few years back when he was the under-21 England manager. Uh, I'd love to have him on because I think um, some of the things that he's done, um, the way he normally, when you hear about England, there's all this uh, focus on, on the wax, you know, all the wives and girlfriends. There's all this in the papers about, uh, oh, you have the, your Liverpool click and you have your Chelsea table and stuff like that. You've heard nothing of that um, this Euros. And it would be great to talk to him and, and actually ask him, what have you changed? What have you done? Um, why did it work so well? Because I think England has worked uh, really well so far. You're in the semi-finals, maybe. <laughs> I don't hope so. But maybe they're like uh, getting into the finals. So uh, he'll be a green, uh, dream guest. You're very busy, so I'm going to let you go because I know we've just talked about everything that you're up to at the minute. But we'll um, we'll see you in a couple of weeks in, in Derby. Um, obviously, go on to your... The best way to get in touch with, with anything is on Facebook, isn't it? Is on, to follow you on Facebook. Yes, it's uh, if people want to, to follow what's happening and 
get involved with stuff is like to to follow me on on Facebook, um, Adam Boulder, or even yourself, Blake. Um, then uh, people should be updated about what I'm doing. Okay, so when you come back over in a couple of weeks, I'll I'll treat you to a bottle of champagne for uh, England winning the Euros. <laughs> That's a deal, and if Denmark does, I'll I'll treat you to one. Brilliant. Thank you for your time as ever, Jakob. I look forward to seeing you when you come over. Thank you for having me, Blake.